amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. I'm in town, 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 to take it to the moon, let's go. detachment on logic versus emotion. Now, a lot of people are like, huh? Emotional detachment? <laughs> yeah, so we have like, Mr. Huh? Marvel. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Mr. Marvel? I am great, Miss P. What's up, Miss Gotham? How you ladies doing tonight? How you feeling, Mr. Niatu? Fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> Thursdays cracking in Chicago right now. I know. Yeah. I have to get out there. I have to get out there because I heard it's cracking. It is. Hurry up, please. Such a way. <laughs> so let's let's jump right into the topic. I heard you explaining before you before you punch me in. We're talking about emotional detachment tonight. Yes, we are, and a lot of people are. You know, saying emotional attachment, detachment, what does that really mean? So, I mean, I'm no psychologist or nothing like that, but, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and, you know, throw that topic one of you guys' way and see what you guys, you know, what's your opinion on emotional detachment, and then, you know, I'll give my input. I don't know who want to start. I chime in, you know, I think it's important for us to have a uniform definition of understanding of what it is and so I just looked it up <laughs> that way we're all mm-hmm. on the same page it said emotional detachment can mean two different things 
And the first meaning, mm-hmm. it refers to an inability to connect with others on an emotional level, as well as a means of uh, coping with anxiety by avoiding certain situations that trigger it. It's often described mm-hmm. as emotional or disassociation. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's pretty that's pretty accurate. Um, unfortunately for me, I have lots of experience with emotional detachment. That um, mm-hmm. it has long been a a defense mechanism of mine, a, one of my walls, uh, to protect me from emotional injury um, or hurt feelings or a broken heart or however you want to refer to it. And so I have uh, taken on a, a multitude of habits um, that prevent me from being uh, emotionally so emotionally attached to somebody that um, I'm solely dependent on them for my emotional needs, that I was approach, approaching uh, relationships and dating like a stock portfolio where if one stock went bad, I still had five or six other investments uh, to keep me afloat and to keep me in the black. And so I was approaching relationships the same way that I would have a level of emotional connection uh, with multiple women at a time so that I wasn't totally connected to uh, one emotional woman. I mean, connected to one woman emotionally at any given time. Um, and so definitely I've been uh, experiencing that for years, but I don't want to take up the whole conversation. I, I want to see what uh, Ms. Gotham may have as far as to say or to share or even experience with emotional detachment. What's your perspective? Um, my perspective is, is it happens like, you know, people do it a lot in their sleep and you're right to, um, you know, to use it as a defense mechanism and not just only you. Um, they do use that and quite often and sometimes unnecessarily. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't like it. Um, I think it's very... Um, cowardly, um, in my opinion, um, because if you have something that you want to say or want to do, or you don't just emotionally attach—I mean, detach yourself—and then you know you just do anything you'd like to do to that individual, not knowing the effects of, you know, how it's affecting the other person, and to a degree, I think it's disrespectful. You know, on the other hand, so. Um, again, that's just my opinion, you know. Miss mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Well, I can definitely relate to Inyatu when it comes down to, you know, having investments in certain areas because of my fear of being, you know, without any investments whatsoever. So I can totally relate to him on that level, um, you know, Based on some research that I did from the evaluationcounseling.com, they're saying that most women and men disconnect, which I do agree. However, men are more typically to disconnect, you know, because men don't like to be probed and, and, and they don't like to be probed and they don't like to be, you know, chased down or questioned so much and stuff like that. It only, you know, requires, requires them to go into their shell. But I, I kind of don't really 100% agree on that, being a female, I feel like if someone does that to me as well, 
I'm going to have the same reaction that I feel the male was going to have because I feel like emotions are emotions, and although we express them differently, the logic behind what I do is the same reason why men do what they do, the logic behind it, but they just express it in a different manner. And I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but I don't really feel like, you know, I agree 100% with the studies that I read about males are more, you know, the ones that's like, oh, you know, the emotional detached person. I feel like women can be emotionally detached. I feel like I can emotionally detach right now, like by just hanging up. And then I'm off mm-hmm. the call. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what's your thoughts on that, um, Inyatu? Um. You know what? You know, we've gotten the opportunity through this radio show to discuss relationships um, on other shows, and uh, myself and Miss Gotham have discussed relationships even outside of, of the show. And so, mm-hmm. I, you know, my guess from the outside looking in is that you would be able to, uh, uh, you know, relate to emotional detachment as a tool. And mm-hmm. um, I also got the impression that Miss Gotham. Um, <clears throat> wouldn't be, um, you know, so happy about people um, falling into that, yeah, being emotionally Mm -hmm. detached. Um, But I I know that being emotionally detached comes in levels, and it also Mm -hmm. comes in different forms, and so sometimes it can disguise itself where a person won't even look at it as emotional detachment. And so, you know, I'm all about uh, being transparent that I, I like, I want to help people. I want to empower people. And so I share my stories and I share my experiences because hopefully there's someone else out there who maybe has experienced the same thing, scared to talk about it. Um, never looked at it from any different perspectives and hopefully us discussing it and being open with one another. Um, we can mm-hmm. bring that to the table. So I was wondering with Ms. Gotham, I know that she believes <clears throat> and has expressed that um, when you express interest, in a guy that they lose interest, and so I would imagine with that being the case, that. That at, le- at least somewhat, or, or sometimes your strategy, even if you're interested in a guy, is not to show him. And I was wondering if either of you thought that that was a very low level, or a very beginner's level form of emotional detachment. If you feel like you are really interested in a guy, <laughs> but you can't tell him or you can't share him because uh, as a defense mechanism to protect you from him ghosting you or him becoming disinterested uh, just because you showed your interest. But it's not what you, it's not, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Um, It's not what you, you know, it's not what you do is, is what is how you say it, you know, it's how you say and do things period. So it, it, it leaves us at, at a balance. So, you know, it just, it's hard to explain, you know, to a degree, but I just really believe that, you know, you have to have a balance in, in a dating and a relationship world anyway, period. Right. Um, I also feel, yeah, I also feel, Ms. Gotham and Eniatu, that when you walk in down the aisle with someone, even if it's not in the presence of marriage, if you're saying that this person, you're going to be with this person or this man and this woman you love, you know, it's like you're walking in this emotion. You're connected on that level and at an emotional distance. And, that, and, and the emotional distance can start to go different ways. So sometimes the things that we think we are emotionally ready for 
some logic starts to come into your head or some emotions start to take over your thoughts and where you thought you were supposed to be or needed to be or wanted to be, it's not the same anymore. The emotional distance can build up in time, and it, sometimes it just sneaks up on you at times when you least expect it. And it's like those times when mm-hmm. someone says, hey, I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes, and they never come back. Or the woman says, hey, watch my kids, watch my kids for me until I come back from down the street. And then she leaves her kids abandoned, you know, because when you detach from something, you detach from them, you know. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. it happens for a reason. And if, and, and you may have, you know, played a part in it. And even though people all say, I don't know why this person did what they did, we all played a part in why that person did what they did. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. everybody has to be accountable for the direction things are going in, whether you're allowing this person and you knowingly know that this person is playing this game on you, but you still like, I'm going to change him, Jesus. He's going to be different. He's going to be a better man, Jesus. I mean, I mean, in the yachting, what's your question? Oh, my goodness. I cannot. I think, um, oh, my I think goodness. What you, what you said was spot on. I think you hit the, the nail on the head that, um, you know, we all, unfortunately, you know, once you reach a certain age, everybody has felt some sort of heartbreak. Everybody has felt some sort of disappointment. And so it's very common for people to feel the need to protect themselves emotionally <laughs> so that they don't have to experience that pain that they experienced the first time but they got their heart breaking. So, you know, there are, you know, people who are brave enough and self-aware enough uh, to just, uh, you know, not carry baggage into the next relationship. But many of us are carrying tons of baggage into our relationship. And sometimes without even knowing uh, that I found out mm-hmm. recently at a seminar that um, uh, emotional responses and triggers can be passed down genetically. So something could have mm-hmm. hurt your mother emotionally and you never even experienced it but anything out here in the world uh that occurs that is in alignment with that will trigger that emotional response from you and you don't even know why so a lot of us are unequipped uh to be in healthy relationships we aren't self-aware enough and we haven't been given the tools it's not something that's taught to a lot of us and so a lot of us you know we see relationships as younger people and we're not in a position to really assess how healthy those relationships are, and so it becomes normalized for us. And so uh, a lot of people are using different methods to uh, protect themselves. And like you said, when emotions come into play to a a great degree, all bets are off. I remember having a really, really great platonic friendship with a young lady, and uh, after a while we started spending a lot of time together, and we both thought each other were attractive before that. But romantic feelings started to develop, but I appreciated and enjoyed the honesty and the openness, my ability to tell her just anything so much that I told her that I didn't want to have a romantic relationship if it would change the friendship, if we wouldn't be able to talk the same way we did, be open the same way, if she wasn't going to feel like she could be the same level of honest with me and me, her. And she said, hey, um, you know, friend Maya, and girlfriend Maya ain't the same Maya. So she was like, I can't promise you that. And so ultimately we never uh, became intimate and we never pursued a romantic relationship because, you know, thank God she was self-aware enough to to tell me, I can't promise you that I'm going to be exactly the same as I am as your friend as I would be if we decide to go into a romantic relationship because when those emotions touch down, 
to a great degree, all bets are off. Mhm. So that means you single. Okay. So you didn't mess with her. So now you're single. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was single to start. I was single to start, but uh, that has been uh, a way of being remaining emotionally detached, or uh, a way of of um, limiting relationship responsibility is by staying mm-hmm. single. That's a that's another wall of mine. That's another. Uh, Conscious or unconscious strategy That I've used to mm-hmm. Protect myself That if I'm single then that Gives me the right to uh, Have that portfolio That if I haven't promised mm-hmm. anyone Don't have to put all my eggs In any one basket So if someone gets, gets mad at me and throws an egg On the floor There's only so much pain and there's only so much Concern because I know that person don't even have All the eggs I got Nine eggs and a whole other baskets that she don't even have no access to. So the only mm-hmm. egg she can break is her mm. egg. You know, right. um, at times right. I felt I felt I felt guilty about that, but also mm-hmm. I know that when I was when I'm doing that or when I was doing that that I was being honest. I would meet women. And I would say I have five girlfriends already, even though I really right. didn't. I right. wasn't in committed relationship with those women, but I would just. You know, that was a very blunt, very extreme mm-hmm. warning. Um, but, you know, ironically, you know, it didn't stop any many people from dating me. <laughs> it didn't stop many people from. Right, because uh, they want you more because they like, the, they like the honesty of it all. You notice that Absolutely. the more you're up front, the more the women want you. When they think that you're full of malarkey, they don't want nothing to do with you. But as soon as you start talking the truth, no matter what that truth is, it's hot to them. Like oh my God, he just yeah. said he's gonna do me and leave me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, it's really it's really strange for me, ladies, because I I yeah, also the the duality or the conflict in me is that I can't do surface relationships either. So even though my relationships aren't committed relationships, there's a lot of emotion in them that I I won't spend my time with somebody that I don't care about or who I don't value mm-hmm. or who I don't. Respect, and so I would have close friendships uh, with with multiple women, and then have some timey dating and romantic, or maybe even intimate relationships uh, with them simultaneously. So it was weird. I, you know, not too close, but definitely very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that that's even more. I don't know if I want to call it demented or just complex uh, dynamic in my quest mm-hmm. to protect myself from feeling stupid and experience complete and total heartbreak. It's really a dangerous game. When you are committed to one person, it's easy for your esteem and confidence to get tied up into that person because that's the person who you care what they think. You you know, as long as how you're dressed or as long as how your hair is or as long as how you're carrying yourself is good for them, if that's mm-hmm. the only person you, you're trying to be with, then that's all that matters. But then when they become dissatisfied, which is natural, something can happen, you can gain weight, whatever the case may be, and, and not by choice, but by uh, default, they become dissatisfied with that aspect of you, uh, your self-esteem can get tied up into that. They tell you you're overweight, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm unattractive. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can really take it to heart when, you're only tied up in one person. And so 
again, you know, a lot of us need some healing. We need some guidance. We need some instruction on how to be in healthy relationships, how to leave our baggage behind, how to recognize our triggers, and then be fortunate enough to attract someone else who has done the same work and has done the same self-analysis in order for there even to be a chance for a fully healthy uh, relationship. But I try to study marriage. I try to talk to people who seem to be in healthy relationships. I try to ask them their secrets. I try to ask them, you know, their strategies, what they're doing, because I'm interested in having uh, a healthy relationship that I, you know, while I'm practicing being emotionally detached, I don't think that that will bring me long-term happiness by any means. And so it's something that I'm working on. How about you ladies? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's only right to put it out there. Not everybody are forthcoming about, you know, how they're going to do stuff. They'd rather just, you know, disconnect you the way they're going to use you. But if you are that type of person that don't mind letting someone know that, hey, I'm going down the street and me and Johnny, me and Jenny is going to sleep together tonight, and then tomorrow I'll be there, have my dinner cooked, then, hey, listen, crazier things have happened. But just being able to have communication <laughs> at all is what I'm saying is that you never know how that changed the dynamics of something that you thought would not make sense. How you shared yourself more so with people or that person that you say that you care about, how they may just receive that. And then you don't have to speak no more. Then you don't have to lie no more because they know what's going on and they can accept what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. so that's just how I feel about it. Give everybody a fighting chance to be able to decide what role they want to be on in this fight. Mm-hmm. Am I fighting um, for you? I, I really, go ahead, I'm sorry, Miss P. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, what I was going to say is, is that even when you're being honest up front, that I have come to realize that, um, that still doesn't set the record straight or make everything mm-hmm. all right forever right. Um, because you are honest. that <clears throat> I have to be honest with myself that I do need emotional connection. I am addicted to uh, love and affection, and so I create these hmm. close emotional relationships, close relationships. I'm a great friend. I'm a, a, you know, a very good supporter. And so it's impossible for these women not to become emotionally attached to me, no matter what truth that I tell them, that if enough time goes by and my actions align with a person who really cares about them and a person who's really in their corner, which it does, the only missing component is exclusivity, then, you know, I'm creating a whole uh, entirely different problem and it really doesn't change things that you know I unfortunately have uh, gone through the same cycle over and over and over again of meeting women being honest them feeling like they can deal with it and then op- ultimately feeling like they can't deal deal with it and um, going back and forth for a period of time until eventually they you know become strong enough to um, part ways with me and um you know, I could tell myself all day that I'm being fair because I put it out there up front and I continue to put it out there through uh, the course of those relationships. Uh, but ultimately, uh, I'm sending mixed signals. And so, I, you know, I totally take responsibility for it. It's not a malicious thing. I'm not sitting around thinking of ways to hurt anybody. I'm not sitting around thinking of ways to trap anybody. 
it has just become a mechanism for me. And I, you know, I don't meet women to date deliberately. That just through because I'm a social person, just going through my life on a daily basis, doing the normal things that I do, I meet people. Period. Um, all the time, and sometimes uh, the women that I meet are interested in more uh, than just a platonic situation or a business uh, situation. But it's not something I go out here and look for. It's not something that I go out here and try to create. And I think in my mind uh, I've justified it because I'm putting so much positive into the universe that it's balancing out with whatever negative may come along with it. Um, but ultimately <laughs> uh, I don't excuse myself, and I don't, it, I, it's not something I want to be doing for the rest of my life. Miss, mm-hmm. are you ever gonna? Are you ever gonna get over your emotionally detached ways? No. I'm just gonna be real. No, I'm that's fine. real. And as exactly. As soon as, as soon as I see them coming, I got to go. Are you not gonna have a conversation? No, honey, no. I'm out. And that's exactly why I'm in this position at 40 years old, because I'm not going to accept anything that I used to accept and think it was okay, even if I didn't think it was okay. Mm -hmm. No Mm -hmm. one is going to allow me to do the things that were okay when I was 22 and 23 and, and, and use them the way that I used them then and allow me to do that now at 40. It's not going to happen. People are so desensitized and everything else. They don't even know how with, 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 sex is or how to connect to somebody on a, a mental level anymore because there's too many riffraps and the iPhone and the iPad and this and the that. You could connect on to Facebook and connect to people. You could scroll through videos all day. How do you how do you come out of those hours and hours of doing that and then feel like you can have a connection to an actual human being? So once I realize that I'm dealing with robots, I'm good. I'm good because the only robot I want, mm-hmm. the only robot I want, and I'm gonna have to say this: the only robot I want is in my little black bag by my bed. <laughs> That's the only mechanical. Oh, one. MG. Yeah. Oh my I'm gonna God. keep it. This is this is this about real. keeping it real, right? This, this is about keeping real, it real, right? Live. Do you hear me? Live, coming from all directions. Miss Gossip, I know you're not dated. I believe in real love. I know you still believe Say it again? in emotional attachment. I said, I know you're not jaded. I know you still believe in love. I know you still believe in emotional attachment. Represent for the people who aren't so jaded, who aren't so disappointed with their past, that they feel that they can still connect with somebody on an emotional level and have a healthy relationship. Represent for Hey, them. listen, I, I, I really you know, give power and praise to those who do, um, that does do emotionally attachment. But I was just saying from myself on a respect level, um, yeah, I only will do that to a certain degree. And it takes a special kind of dude to get me to a point where I have to be emotionally attached to you. So, um, yeah, I, I still feel, you know, a little hope, <laughs> a little bit, not not as it, you know, not as it was before, but I do feel a little hope, um, a little bit. But yeah, you know, Miss T said something to me earlier. She was like, you know, no matter what you do, be damned if you do, be damned if you don't, because if you do all of these things, you know, in a relationship, 
to be emotionally detached, be emotionally open, spiritually open, and all of these wonderful things, um, either to men or women or women to women or men or men or whatever, you know, um, something is still going to negatively happen. Somebody is going to be emotionally detached to a certain degree. So that's just what my feelings are. That's just how, you know, what the experiences I've, I've been around All right. and I, I saw. It's fight for yep. love is champion for love. Even though I am dated to a certain degree, I know that deep down inside there is a part of me that hopes that I'm wrong. And there's also a, a part of my brain that has begun to realize that the truth is is that everybody we meet is going to be the wrong person for us except for the one right one. And All right, I we have a caller on the line. Uh-oh, uh-oh. We I'm got gonna let online. you finish your, Yaku, you can finish your statement, then we'll bring on the caller. Okay, great, great, great. So um, I think, you know, that I realize that only one person is going to be the right person for you, and everybody else is just supposed to be a, a learning experience, and that we're jaded because we had the expectation that we would meet the right person by a certain age or at a certain time, or we thought one of the people that was the wrong person were the right person. And so we're jaded because we're not looking at it um, from the right perspective, that all the experiences are supposed to ultimately be uh, somewhat of the wrong experiences to lead you uh, to the right experiences. So it's like God telling you, okay, your soulmate is, you know, 15 blocks away, but we don't, or 15 relationships away, but we never walk the 15 blocks or metaphorically walk the 15 relationships to get to that 16th one that's the right one because the first five, we let the first five affect us so negatively that we can't even get uh, further down the line. And so, you know, a, a lot of things in life are parallel. You know, when you exercise, especially, especially when you first start to exercise, it's very unpleasant. It doesn't feel like you're doing the right thing. <laughs> it feels like you're doing the right It do to me. Thing. I don't know about you, but it do to me. Of course. All right. So let's, but, but when you're out of shape, you have exercise as well. But go ahead. Bring right. in the caller. All right, Carla. Carla, welcome to Logic versus Emotion. How you doing tonight? Hey, everybody. How you doing? My name is Ms. Taz. I've been listening to y'all and enjoying the conversation so much. Nice. Yeah. Nice. nice. Where are you from, awesome. Carl? I am from New York City. I'm a New York City girl, Brooklyn born and bred. And I've spent a little time in Florida, but I am from the universe. You know what I mean? I'm out there in the cosmos. So I'm a child of the universe. You know? And I, I really I really love that we're all having this conversation or that it's on the table. I think the topic is so current and relevant on so many different levels. Um, I think the way our universe is unfolding, that we all, in our own microcosm, need to really look at what vibration we're giving out to the macrocosm. You know, even in our daily life, with our emotions on how we are on the street, how we interact with people, how, you know, there was like this woman on the street today, and she was 
cussing out this cab driver because he was at a green light and he stopped to let off a passenger and then the light was still green so he was getting ready to go and she was mad that she couldn't cross the street. And I'm like, the light is green for him. Like, here's a signal. You know, it was like very profound that she was like all uppity and her own stuff that this guy wasn't letting her go, but it was his time to go. And I feel like this is how we live our lives. It's like we we need to look at what are we conscious of, what are we aware of, what signals are we being sent, and try to, I don't know, try like every individual situation to be an individual situation and to like be present with the people that are around us despite whatever our formative years or our past relationships have brought us is to be here and present in the now. And I think if we could do that, we could skip past all these, like, mythology about there's only one person for you. You know, I think that you have, like, twin flames and soulmates and, and connections, and all of that is totally true. But I think it's up to us to recognize in that moment to be present with that person on whatever level that's going to be at. And then it's up to the individual to also read the signals that we're giving them. I mean, you say you communicate. I'm sorry, I forgot your your name. I, I came in a little late. But the gentleman was talking about, like, he communicates with women about what his position is and where he's at. And they say they're down with that, and then a little while later, they're really not. Because the reality is that on some level you are giving them whatever signals you're giving them, and it's really up to them to really be tuned in with you and determine for themselves in their own path that that really does work for them despite whatever they want to do to connect with you. So I think that that is like a really important thing because I think we really want to have some harmony and bliss. we got to kind of really be in that moment to experience where that person is and know for ourselves what's healthy for us or where we don't want to be, you know, and try to really be in a place of self-acceptance before we can, you know, and that's such verbiage because we talk about in the world like, oh, yeah, i got to love myself to love you. Like, really, we need to be okay with where we're at. So wherever you're at, be okay with it. <laughs> and then the person around you will be, and if they're not, then so be it. Like, you both have to read each other's signals, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. Yes. You guys gave me a lot to think about. I like Chris for the mill for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like... All right, what are they all saying? (laughs) But I think to emotionally detach is cheating yourself. You know what I mean? It's like whatever situation it is, whether you're coming in at a 10 or you're coming in at a 5 on emotional, I think not connecting on the emotional level is cheating yourself of that experience. Mm Mm-hmm.
feel into it, and I feel like some of the spirituality about what's negative, anger is negative, fear is negative. I'm not necessarily subscribing to that. I think like all of our emotions need to be experienced, but then kind of balanced with how we want to manifest things. So we got to kind of take them in check, but not deny them, you know? I know that's Don, right. Can I say oh. something with you? Yeah. Say something to you. Um, it kind of kind of goes back to when you were talking about the animals connecting with um, people. Um, it was a situation a long time ago where I saw um, somebody had posted um, a lion was connecting with um, with a Chinese lady, um, and she was taking care of him you know, for a really, really long time. So basically she she raised him and she told him or she signified something that allowed him to understand to give her a hug through the the gate. And it was just so amazing to me that people can't even do that. You know, they can't even connect and, and show appreciation for one another. So I definitely understand where you get that, you know, where you get, you know, I, I get it. You know, people don't even know how to appreciate one another, you know, in, in relationships and anything, you know, in this present life. You know, I get it. Yeah, I, I feel like we're really missing out on this beautiful opportunity. But I think it's like it's also us to recognize that there are some people that are really damaged. And, like, if they are damaged and choose to stay in that damage, well, they're not in the question of it, then we have to also choose that we honor our own emotions and that we don't stay in that situation that causes us pain. You know, I think Hmm. it's, like, really important to recognize and, you know, be so on the level all the time because even though we're very primal, similar to the animals, you know, we're here to evolve. We're here to, like, really tune in. And who's to say that God consciousness is not evolving? The Bible states what it states, but it's like, you know, God is an ever-changing energy in our universe. Because if God is not ever-changing, how are we to grow? What's your thoughts on that, Mr. Um, Marvell? I agree with her totally. Um, I think that a lot of people um, are choosing. Some people are like, this is me, and you have to accept it, and they want the world to love them, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and they don't want to have to be self-aware or deal with their baggage or deal with their issues. Um, but there's also a large percentage of the population who just don't have the tools. That In a lot of communities and a lot of families, you're taught to be ashamed of needing assistance in improving or in being self-aware or in getting Totally. A lot of people just don't, uh, haven't been introduced to the tools or haven't been given the confidence try to use the tools that people are afraid of being judged, people are afraid of being labeled, people are afraid of being uh, taken advantage of, and so a lot of people uh, are stuck in their pain or stuck in their um, experience, their past experiences. You know, my father used to always say, whatever you can't get over, you're going to live under for the rest of your life. I and love that. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, a, a very potent statement. Uh, a lot of people work on it and then have another less than ideal or less than, you know, totally pleasant experience and relationships, and it triggers them and makes them go right back, even though uh, they've done some of the work. And so 
uh, certainly not to toot my own horn, but I'm proud of myself that I keep working on it, that I keep Mm -hmm. recognizing it, and I keep going back and trying to deal with it because I do believe uh, deep in in my heart and in my spirit that I I am cheating myself with this uh, portfolio thing, trying to, you know, make five women Voltron. <laughs> totally. You know, sooner or later, one of those stocks is going to dip down, babe, and you're going to lose all your cash. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that which you wish to control controls you. It's just how it goes. It's the law of physics in the universe. You know, it's mm-hmm. like one ball is going to drop, and and then mm-hmm. it's a domino effect. So ultimately, everything that you're trying to control ultimately controls you whether you get it or you don't immediately. And I think that really, even in spirituality and religion, even to go to your pastor or your reverend or your sacred person, there's even taboo with that, to even let them know because there's a shame factor of what you're going through. And it's like even if people could reach out on that level, because, like, I'll be real, I have five-and-a-half-year-old twin boys, and I had a very challenging year with them through some things going on at school that the school was really getting in my business where they didn't belong, and I really needed to explain to my children what is happening here and to open up about what's going on because they're still under seven. And so much happens to us under seven before we have the age of reason that gets formulated in our subconscious. So I feel like I had to at least bring them to a spiritual person so we can talk about it because really – it's like then it lives with you on the subconscious and we never get in touch with it. And then it starts controlling us. So, you know, it's like really about, I taught them about being mindful because you have every moment and every day you have a choice. You could choose what you're going to do in that moment. Even mm-hmm. if you feel angry, you could choose your next step. This so, true. if we could say this to this five and a half year olds, we need to say this for ourselves, is to have that moment just take 60 seconds and by the way like start trying this out you think it feels like a minute it's usually like 10 seconds and we do an emotional reaction mm-hmm. mm. so it's like Definitely. i don't care what you have to do put chapstick on take a minute but you mm-hmm. just take a minute a whole minute it's crazy how fast our emotions are formulated Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Well, Dawn, I really appreciate you calling in to share this knowledge once again. I want you to tell oh, people thank where you. they can find you to stay in tune. Um, oh. You know, we only have a few minutes left to the show, so we're going to kind of wrap it up. With, um, well, I'm on Instagram, and I'm lovefairy underscore for fertility. I'm sorry, lovefairy, F-A-E-R-Y underscore for underscore fertility. Just look for me on the Entune show. I'm on Ms. P's all the time commenting, I'm following her, find me, follow me, I'm a, I'm a, a life coach, and I, I'm really more of a motivational person. So let me, you know, be there to support you all because there's no judgments on this side of the coin. I know that's so right. Thank you for having me speak, being open. It was great conversing with you guys. We should all get together uh, offline because <laughs> this is awesome. All right. You right Thanks, about that. Thank you so much, beautiful. I'll see you soon. Yeah. So um, what what did you guys think in a real quick summary about the things Dawn said? Uh, Niasu, you want to go ahead and elaborate on that? Absolutely. Um, I think she was on point. 
I think that um, she's enlightened. I think, you know, that she has evolved to a place where a lot of people uh, could benefit from evolving to, that a lot of people, unfortunately, are unhappy out here, uh, and they can't find their happiness, again, because they're missing the tools. And so uh, she talked about some perspectives that if people would adjust to, um, that they could find some true happiness out there and get themselves into a space um, where they could track what they really desire. Because we all really want it. We just have convinced ourselves that we can't have it. Um, and that's, you know, that's like, uh, you know, quitting your dreams. You know, it's still a whole lot of life left. Uh, uh, so, you know, I think we should all challenge ourselves to evolve the way that she has and, you know, heal and get over um, our emotional detachment. No one is telling you to, to be, uh, to not be emotionally detached. We have to be a fool for people. Um, but, you know, how can you really operate from a place of love if you believe that you have to be emotionally detached to, you know, survive and thrive in this world? Yes, absolutely. Ms. Gotham. Um, I agree with her on, on some of it um, as far as, you know, the emotions that we, we carry, you know, for different people. And we have, you know, a certain amount of, you know, respect and and from what I gather, you know, a certain amount of respect and um, your emotions are very powerful at the end of the day. So, you know, what you manifest in your mind, you can actually draw, you know, what it is exactly that you want. And that's just what I gather, you know, from that. P? Right. I want to say that, you know, it's just about releasing, learning how to let things flow, being your true self. Revealing your true self and learning how to walk in that mm-hmm. path, not just talk about it. So that's what I got mm-hmm. out of that. So, all right, mm-hmm. starting with the man of the hour. Tell everybody where they can find your fine behind to stay in tune. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I appreciate the compliment, but nobody's hot as you. For those out there, you want to find me, I'm on Instagram, marvelous since 1974. Uh, that's since S I N C E, and I'm on Facebook. My government name is in Yatu Marvel. That's N Y A T U M A R B E L. Definitely don't hesitate to inbox me. Definitely don't hesitate to chime in in these types of conversations. I'm always having them on my page. Always trying to contribute to, to the dialogue between men and women on Instagram as well. So just check me out. Definitely, Ms. Gotham. You can find me at Facebook, Ms. Gotham City, Washington. And you can also find me at Twitter, Ms. Gotham City, Savage Goddess 26. That's where you can find me. And you can find me right here in Tunes, okay? TheIntuneShow.com. <laughs> so, guys, it was a wonderful show. This is what I'm getting from people. They're hitting me up saying that it was a great show, great topic, and they look forward to next week. And, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, too. Yes. So yes. thank you guys for making this all happen, and I hope you guys have a wonderful yeah. weekend. You, too. All right. You, Talk too. Talk to you guys night. later. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right, guys, for those who listen to Logic versus Emotion, we're on every Thursday at 9 p.m. If you have anything that you want to contribute to the conversation, if there's a topic 
Is there something that, you know, you're feeling deep down inside or are you someone suffering from depression, suffering from emotional detachment, um, struggling in your relationship right now and you need someone to talk to, you can definitely call in and share that with us anonymously. We do not judge. We just, we're doing these segments just to bring awareness to our communities. Nothing more, nothing less. You can hit me up at intoshow at AOL.com, and we will just make it all happen. Sometimes when you get together and talk about things, you know, things don't seem so bad. But when you don't have someone to talk to, I can understand how you feel a little slighted. So if you're in that position where you need someone to talk to, reach out to Miss Gotham, reach out to Inyatu Marvell, or reach out to Miss P, Precious Renee Owens. And let's get that dialogue going. Let's get you feeling better. Let's see how we can help you. Until tomorrow night, guys, I want to say please stay in tune because I want to be in tune with you. I mean, what would I be without you guys? What would I be if you guys weren't in tune with me? I really don't know. So, again, guys, stay in tune because I want to stay in tune with you. We have a lot of great interviews coming up. I haven't had a chance to post them all, but trust me, by tomorrow they will all be there, and you guys will enjoy every one of them. Until tomorrow night. Later. I'm in town, in town, in town, in town, in town, about to take it to the moon, let's go. I'm in town, in town, in town, in town, in town, about to take it to the moon, let's go. Just tune in, let's count it down from 10, I make 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, let this go again. With a pretty light skin, people name this piece. Don't they cheat it off the meter, just as fly as she can be. Hailing from the NYC, I rep that brand. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.